0: Blog Talk Radio. Isaiah chapter 50. Isaiah chapter 50, beginning at verse 5. Quote, The sovereign Lord has opened my ears, and I have not been rebellious. I have not drawn back. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting, because... The Sovereign Lord helps me. I will not be disgraced. Therefore have I set my face like flint, and I know that I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the sovereign Lord who helps me. Who is he that will condemn me? They will all wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the words, the word of his servant? Let him who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. Unquote. These very powerful words comprise one of the servant songs of Isaiah. And the words speak to the, the consciousness of the high calling of Yeshua HaMashiach. They tell us that he remained undisturbed. He was never ashamed of doing the will of God, nor did he turn away from it. Notice verse 6. I offered my back to those who beat me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. These are the words of Isaiah with regard to our Savior, and they speak to what he suffered. Before he was placed upon a Roman gibbet. These words demonstrate for us as believing ones the abiding attitude of the cosmos toward our Lord. And please keep in mind that Jesus himself said, If they hated me, they will hate you. And so we must meditate upon this prophetic language. And it is through this language that we gain an understanding as to how the world will treat us. I did not, verse 6, hide my face from mocking and spitting. And then we go over to Isaiah chapter 52, beginning at verse 13, which reads, See, my servant will act wisely. He He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted, just as there were many who were appalled at him. His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man, and his form marred beyond human likeness. I am reading Isaiah 52, verse 14. His appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man, and his Form marred beyond human likeness. The Hebrew word here for disfigured indicates that which is desolate or waste. It means also to be petrified or paralyzed by astonishment. Please reference Leviticus 26.32. And Ezekiel twenty six sixteen. These words denote the reality of the mental and emotional suffering of the Savior. These words denote further the physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury, and they speak to the person of the Lord Jesus. The servant songs of Isaiah with regard to the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, are found in Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 9, chapter 49, verses 1 through 7, chapter 50, verses 4 through 11, chapter 52, verses 13 through 15, and chapter 53. Verses 1 through 12. We have this intense description provided for us in great detail so that we would know, we would have an understanding, a deep awareness in our own consciousness of the suffering of Jesus. We need words to form or to create an indelible impression within our hearts so that our lives are changed thereby, so that we are no longer on the fence deciding whether or not we will live for the cosmos and its values that are contrary to the will of God, And thus, live with a form of uh, practical atheism, as it were. Knowing that God exists, knowing what God has done for us, and yet, in spite of what God has done for us, we choose to live as though he is not there. This is practical atheism. Or, as one brother in a great book called The Cost of Discipleship talks about cheap grace and costly grace. Cheap grace is that which professes but does not of Jesus. Costly grace understands because it is, there is that immediate existential identification with what Jesus accomplished on Calvary for one's salvation. Some believers seem to be bewildered about what is going on today. The world is going its own way against the will of God. Then why be bewildered? Why be confused? There are those believers who wanted to live a life of both and, that is, living for cosmic values and professing to be a believer And in the New Testament, Jesus talks about what it means to follow him. He used very plain language that was filled with incredible power because he wanted each person to understand in no uncertain terms what is required in following him. He is the God who does not and cannot lie. To lie is alien or contrary to the divine essence. That is not the God that is presented in the Bible. Jesus talked in very plain language about what it means to follow him. And he said, whosoever will follow me must take up his cross. Take up his cross. That is to assume the life and destiny of a condemned criminal. Rome only crucified non-Roman citizens. Whereas Roman citizens suffered decapitation, those who were not Roman citizens were tortured to death through crucifixion. And our Savior was tortured to death all through crucifixion On the cross, individuals would die from asphyxiation because the carbon monoxide would build up in the lungs and they could no longer breathe appropriately. And there were times when the Roman soldiers would take a crucifixion to uh, the legs in order to create shock and therefore to hasten death. This was a very cruel... Way to die. And so Jesus said those who would follow him take up the cross. Notice the language. Notice the verb, take up, with the thought of never putting down. It means to see oneself as an alien to the cosmos. It means to follow Jesus as Lord and Savior. It means the surrender of the ego, as Paul states in Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. The Greek word there for I, the pronoun I, is in the Greek the word ego. Some say ego. But Paul understood that the ego must be crucified if one is to follow Jesus' approach If not if one would live a life of pride. Pride goeth before destruction or literally pride faces destruction and a haughty spirit faces a fall. One cannot in pride follow the person of Jesus. One must humbly take up the cross. Jesus said, take up his cross. Luke adds the the adverb daily, to take up the cross daily. The language of the scripture is decisive. The language of scripture is never vague. The language of scripture is always decisive. It is always either or language. It is never both and. It is. One decides to live fully for Jesus or one must live in the cosmos. The decision is up to the believer to choose. There's no reason for believers to be bewildered about what is going on today. Believers know that the cosmos, that is, this age, this ion, is going to end with the coming of the Antichrist and the setting up of the world system. And the judgments to come that will last seven years that we call the Great Tribulation. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich. Good evening.